Hey guys, as always, the Side Character Podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Side Characters Podcast, a podcast about diversity and nerd culture. I'm Jordan. And I'm Leah. And we're ready to have another fun one today. I don't know if there's going to be as much yelling as usual, but there there will be some. There will um, be some extreme frustration on my end. There's one part of this that just grinds my gears because I'm an old person. Well, I mean, the early stuff that we talk on is not... It's it's frustrating to me, but it's more of an eye roll because it is just terrible writing and we need to just hire better writers. But as we get through, I will, you know, as usual, get mad. But so this episode, um, we're going to focus on the idea of women as the deviation. So last week, well, not last week, but a couple episodes ago, we talked about tokenism and kind of discussed how um, white men are the default. And a lot of that comes in this kind of topic where you see that white men are the default, but if we want to be deviation deviating from that and kind of making something new, it's usually the female is your deviation. Like, eh, well, I explained that horribly, but we'll get into it. But we're going to be talking about um, the Smurfette principle and the Miss Male character tropes. Um, and then... And while we are um, just looking at like female characters, this can be extended to other minorities. So um kind of want to lead in with the Smurfette principle. And as usual, we're going to hit with some definition. What hard hitting. Is... Hard hitting. Hard hitting. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> I was about to bring out the NPR voice, but I'm not my, doing that. No, my, my little interjections. Hard hitting definitions, man. <laughs> This is, this is the news. Um, so what is the Smurfette principle? And our definition from TV tropes is the Smurfette principle is an action when the cast is made up of a group of males except for exactly one female. And that comes from TV tropes and then Wikipedia. One female amongst an, an ensemble of male characters in spite of the fact that roughly half of the human race is female unless a show is purposely aimed at a female viewing audience the main characters will tend to be disproportionately male and as i said that like a lot of people were probably just like oh yeah no i see this a lot yes happens all the time there are so many examples of it everywhere. <laughs> oh we'll get to examples buddy <laughs> there's so many examples but, like, just going into the history of this, this was actually, like, a term that was coined by someone. Oh, my gosh. One of those where we can trace it back. So, there was an article by the in the New York Times by the author Katha uh, Pollitt. i horrible with pronouncing names. But she named this trope, and it's named after classic children's show, uh, The Smurfs, which I know we have some international listeners. Jordan, I know you were like, why do we have to define what The Smurfs are? And I'm like, no, I we... People might not have seen it growing up. It's based on the uh, kids' TV show. Um, don't watch it. You only need to know that for the reference. Uh, the Smurfs were blue gnome-like creatures, and there was only one named Smurfette, who was very annoying and just frustrating. But there was only one of her. So, yeah. And this article mainly focused on like how this the media for small children, at and in reality, that definition is like, turned into nerd culture because we we technically intake media 
originally we designed for small children. The world. <laughs> we we intake media designed for small children. Uh, but it also like talked about how males are like individuals who have adventures, and fe- women are deviations who only exist in relationship to men. So that's the main coalescence of that. Well, yeah, and I mean. I think the Smurfette, like, we use Smurfette because it is especially heinous where you have a village. full. It's not like there was, like, maybe five guys in the one group. It's a village full yeah. of, like, I would say, like, 50 of these characters. And there's one female character amongst We don't know. We don't know how they reproduce. It the makes same no way sense. the Gerudos do somehow. <laughs> I'm sorry for doing that. Wait, now. what word did you say? The Gerudos, Gerudo, however you say it from Legend of Zelda. No, the Gerudos are the sand people. You want the Gorons. No. The sand people that are all female and there's one male heir that comes every however many years. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. You know what? Also, we still want to know how the Gorons reproduce too. So that's that's the same thing. I don't need our fans making that fan fiction right now. I don't Uh, need it to happen. It already exists. Deviant art is gross. Kind of wanted to go into like, why is this trope bad? Why does it make us scream? And um, it presents a male dominated story where women are just used as a set dressing or tokens to appease the public. But the story is, is male. The story is focused on the male, about the male, and the women are just on the side. Yeah. It takes away their agency and... Like, the importance is generally given that the female character is in some way serving the man instead of existing on her own. Um, and she generally falls into one of the many lovely little little categories of, like, sister, girlfriend, romantic interest, femme fatale, and the biggest one of them all, Jordan, Jordan, what is it? What is it? Oh, the female character as support or healer. Yeah. So... Okay, this is time. I want to take a quick example break because I realize we don't have yeah. too mu- many example breaks. Let's but let's talk examples. As I've been like hanging out more and like w- I've been watching a little bit more anime recently, is this is so freaking heinous in anime where yeah. it is like like always always in anime where it's like the female character is like the sister that the brother comes back and visits and super nice to like you see that in bleach you see that in hitman reborn you see that all over the place or it's like you know the romantic interest you see that in literally every single anime especially freaking naruto that happens or you get like the support healer it's and i think the female is healer that's not just like that's everywhere that's video games animes like TV shows, we get a lot of, like, you know, um, in, like, the Daredevil TV show, Rosario Dawson's character is the medic. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's focused on Daredevil. I mean, but, yeah, it's Daredevil. But, it's, like... It's the same, like, I think you think of a lot, I think of when I think of this is the, um, it's the childhood best friend. That is the, <laughs> for me, like, the, other than the support healer, which is, yeah, of course, the childhood <laughs> best friend... <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. I I can't think of any real examples because the only example I can think of of a childhood best friend is Doki Doki Literature Club, which that's not a real example. But the 
it's everywhere. The childhood best friend is the biggest trope, and usually that I, turns into romantic interest or something. Yes, it's always they go back to their old town or they like run into old friends, and it's always a childhood best friend. And it's slowly over all of the episodes they fall in love, and it's a romantic thing. But that is like the token female character of the show idea, whatever. Or it's not even that they have to go back; that she'll be the one that comes on the quest with them. That she'll tag <sighs> along. Yeah. I'll just let me stick myself to you and just like yeah it's it's a it's a huge it's a huge thing like there are shows that do this too where it's like um like the big bang theory is big for this where like the first few seasons penny was the only female character and just a poorly ass written one too uh yeah there's so many so many shows where this happens the power rangers the pink Power the pink. Ranger. There was also a yellow Power Ranger, I mind you, but yes, I mean, but that was bad for other reasons. Yeah. Well, I, wasn't it that the original was the only female, and then they added yeah, more females correct. in? But yeah. They, yeah, they added a second female, in, which was a yellow. But again, that is problematic for completely different reasons. <laughs> um, we, I don't, we don't need to talk about like the original Power Ranger run. How just like, ooh, yikes. Yep. We All color the code them based on their race and personalities. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it happens a lot. And like, we'll get into this in a second, but it's a lot of the times when it's a, when it's a team of people, it's the one female character on a team with two guys or yeah. it's disproportionate always. Yeah. And I think, yeah, this trope can be combined into like other different tropes <sighs> like and this can be so there's gonna be some truly heinous combinations that i particularly hate which is like the one that's the territorial smurfette which this is where another female character is added to a group and the smurfette reacts badly <laughs> think about that think about that think about that because like i know this particularly happens in comedies all the time and the real implications of this is that there are many guys who actually think this is how women act when more women are introduced. Like, there are guys who automatically think that women will get jealous when another woman is introduced into a scenario. Like, this is actually what people tend to think. because, of, And I think it's largely influenced by this trope. It is, but also the actual reaction that happens quite a bit is the other will be like, thank God there's another woman in this group, so it's not just me. Holy shit. Exactly. That's <laughs> usually what it is but in yeah, actuality. It's, it's it's in comedies a lot. I know it's been, like, I think it kind of happened, if I remember, in Teen Titans, um, the cartoon show, when Tara was introduced. Like, the other characters were like, oh my God, another girl. Oh, how dare she? And there, there's, there, it happens all over the place. And it's just one of those things where it's like, this isn't how humans act, but this is how, this is clearly written this way because this is how men, well, the men writing it think that females act. And it's just like, yeah. what? Yeah. And it's like that it's basically turning women into attention, attention seeking like that. That's all that I have to be the only one. Yeah. That like you being here means that your attention is going to be diverted. And I'm like, why, 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 why does that matter? Why doesn't it also happen when men enter the groups? Like if you're really making it about something like being it as a part of personalities where it's like something I know as someone with anxiety has that 
when your friends start hanging out with other friends, it makes you nervous that they're not going to want to hang out with you as much. Hey, anxiety. Everybody knows that feeling. Most people know that feeling. If you don't know that feeling, you're lucky. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, if you don't know what that's like, then my but God. Congrats. But for, particularly, particularly for most people, that's an equal opportunity anxiety. It's not women specific. It's everyone. So, like, why does this trope only happen for women if we're really going to throw that in our faces? Which means it's actually about it's about sexism. Yeah, and so this this trope has led to a couple others, like the um. The male characters falling in love with the sole female character and like fighting over th- that yeah. character, and this, this happens a lot on the three-person team when it's two men and one female. Like I remember this being like the trope of the '90s, where it would be like the two guys, and like one would have a crush on the girl, and the other one would also be like, like have a crush on the girl, and then they would fight on who gets that character, and like that 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 would be like the thing that happened. And, like, that's the turning point of the show, like, where it's like, oh, the team breaks up for a little bit because the two males are fighting over the female character. And I know that happened in a lot of 90s movies. Yeah. And it also happens in a lot of anime, TV shows, video games, all over the place. It's one of those ones where it's just, like, where that's using the Smurfette as, like, a prize. Yeah. Like, like this is the prize that you guys get. This character doesn't have her own agency. This character is there to be in a relationship with these two male characters. And it's really, yeah. for lack of better terms, fucked up. Yeah. It's also similarly done the opposite way where you could look at the example of Naruto because it happens all the fucking time where the girl likes the one guy and the other guy likes her and it's this like <laughs> supposed triangle. But at the same time, none of it gets fucking resolved because the one person who is like, they never actually deal with that or like actually deal with her own feelings or any way or give her any agency to deal with that anyways. So it just becomes a whole fucking mess. Because I don't know about you, if 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 I was turned down as many times, I would I would be like, all right, see, ya, I'm done. <laughs> like, but it's oh, you mean if you were turned down every episode for like 500 episodes, you would probably uh, stop pursuing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ugh. whatever. Anyways, <laughs> but the, the it's just I don't know. I I think it, like I said, it's something that is clearly written by men. And clearly, the like under the not understanding how people work, and it's like okay, obviously, if there's a team, we need to diversify and have like a female character in it. But obviously, you can't have a female without one or two of the men falling in love with each other. Like, not saying that never happens in, with each but, other. Sorry, it just sounded like you said with the two men falling yeah, in the, love the, with the, each other. Yeah, there's a there's a three person team and the two men are gay for each other. The females just like what the fuck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it's happened somewhere, and it's been it funny. Has. But anyways, it's happened multiple. <laughs> but but, yeah. I, but it's just it's it's not like yeah. If you're a close knit team, you might catch feelings for another person, but that's not always the case. And also, it doesn't always have to be two a three-person team two men and one female like that yeah. is literally look at naruto that is every single team on naruto is two harry men potter. one female harry potter um kingdom hearts bleh. um it, it happens all over the place like if you start looking around you will literally see it everywhere everywhere yeah. 
It's but um, so how has the media evolved with this trope and how has it maybe gotten better? <laughs> oh, no. Has oh, it gotten no. better? I don't really think it has. So, so for me, like personally, there's been I just don't think they have. I yeah, they just like they've gotten they've done things to get around it, which like there's several tropes, which like we talked about one, which is the two two guys and a girl rather than having a full team with one girl. It makes it less heinous. Right. Uh, there's the two girls to a team, which is, you guessed it, two people instead of one. There's Affirmative Action Girl, which is a female character who's added to a new season or spinoff to balance out the sexes when they get the blowback. There's also just, like, ugh. (laughs) They tend to to just fall into different tropes instead rather than actually producing diverse casts. Like, yeah, it's gotten better in some, like, like, you see this less frequently, but instead you see other things. Different tropes it, that are the, just as bad. So, so I know, like one fix, like it, it's has it gotten better? That is like a tough question. Has it gotten better? <laughs> one thing that I know has been like the fix is we're like, oh, we'll make more female-driven shows. Which, yeah, that happens, and sometimes it's great. Or other times they'll just their female-driven show is just the flip of the male show. So I know. I don't think it ever actually happened, but there was a pitch after How I Met Your Mother ended where they wanted to do How I Met Your Father and do um, a male-driven, uh, sorry, a f- male-driven, it was male-driven, a female-driven show about meeting the father. And then I know there was Girl Meets World after Boy Meets World, and there's always this flip of it. Like, now it's like, okay, because we need to get more females in there, so let's just make these same shows we've been doing, but let's make them female. And by trying to fix the trope, they literally just created another trope. Well, not create. Oh. Sorry, they they didn't create. They just funneled into a different trope. Where yeah. now we're no longer doing. We're we're no longer hitting hundred percent on the Smurfette principle, but we're now funneling into the Miss Mail character principle. Which so just finish. <laughs> Just finishing up on the Smurfette, just just to say, you are less likely to see this because basically audiences have gotten better at catching this and being like, what the fuck? And so that's why we're saying that they, they, they fall into different things. There are more, usually, yes, you'll see a wider diversity of women, but often it means that they've forsaken this for the sole reason of switching into another one. So... But back to Miss Male character. I, I, just, I just like that idea. It's like, okay, we fixed it, guys. It's like, nah, you just made it because something completely different that's problematic. It's exactly. Like- yeah. Defining. There are multiple. So Miss Male character, basically, it's known by multiple things. So you're not going to find as much information on this in online. So the Miss Male character, it's also known as the Miss Pac-Man trope or the distaff dis, dis counterpart. This staff counterpart. Can I say words? That's all you because I don't technically, I've never seen this staff before. I've never pronounced it in real life, so I'm hoping I'm saying (laughs) Neither have I in Soil 6 where I'm like, I hope they just, she, I hope she does it because I can't do it. Uh, so basically the first one we have is, was written by Anita Scarcas. 
Sarkeesian. Thank you. I'm going to say that again so you can have a good take. Anita Sarkeesian. So she did this in her, uh, she did this in her uh, females versus video game series, which I love to death. Um, And her definition is the female version of an already established or default male character. Miss male characters are defined primarily by their relationship to the male counterparts via visual properties, narrative connection, or occasionally through promotional materials. So, and looking into that uh, further is that the distaff counterpart is basically just totally the first line of that definition. Distaff, which is a piece of like wool that's held in a bunch of, uh, it's a piece of wood that holds a bunch of fibers together, is used to spin yarn basically. Um, and this job was historically done by women, and thus distaff became the symbolic of women's work. And mm. it's been used for a very long time in history. And the male version is called the spear counterpart because spear equals uh. war and hunt, war and hunting, and equals man's work. Man's work. Man's yeah. work. It, yeah. I mean, you, you, as I said above, like you, you above, as I said before, you get this like flip where it's like, okay, we've been doing male too much. Let, let's do like a female. And then like the, as much as the thinking goes into is literally just making this female be exactly the same as the male, same powers, same everything. But now they're dressed differently and they're a female character rather than a male. Like there's, I think it's very uncreative and it's kind of yeah. frustrating because like, like I said, a lot of it is just bad writing where you can't just come up with something for a female character. You just, you just have well, to, oh, oh, well, we already made the male character. So let's reskin it. Yeah. Cause I think the question, or the, the, throwback that people will give you particularly like i don't even know what to call them awful men i don't know what what's the right word i'm looking for here douchebags douchebags sure will say is they'll be like well this satisfies like this is gender equality see we've thrown women in there but is it really is it really jordan no, it, 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 it's not. Like I said, it's not gender equality because you're not putting... Well, I mean, just before we even get to the notes, you're not even putting the same amount of thought into the fame female character as you are the male character. You are literally just taking what you've already written and then calling it female and being like, we're done. We're done putting, working on it. Putting a mirror in front of a person is not the same as, as being creative. You're not, it's the difference between doing a, putting a mirror in front of someone and calling that a portrait or painting a portrait that takes 20, takes years. Well, and it's the same kind of idea that I scream about all the time where it's like, oh, hey, we want more diversity and stuff. So let's just make this character that's been in comics forever. Let's just make them black now. And so now we have diversity and that's, that's not the same thing. Like that, that, that's not the same thing as diversity. And the same thing goes for female characters. Like, okay, we have Pac-Man. So let's get, um, girls to play this game too. Let's put a bow on her and call her Miss Pac-Man. Boom, we're done. And it's largely because, like, yeah, it's, she's, it's devoid. It's devoid of any personality because its personality is the same as the male counterpart. There's yeah. no personality. And they're usually same as the Smurfette one connected to the main character so either they're a carbon copy or they're a relative or significant other or some other relationship yeah they like they can't they they can't i think we're not emphasizing enough 
they don't exist without these placeholder relationships. Like, it's not like other male characters where generally you would be like, it's a friend or they don't have any relation to each other before they existed in this thing. Female characters must, must have those signifiers. They either have to be the partners or, or girlfriends or, or sisters or aunts or something that can't exist without that, which is just ridiculous to see when you see men who will just walk up, walk up on your party and be like, Hey, I have the same goal as you. Let's go fight this villain together. Fuck off. Why? <laughs> Why? I I just imagine like the game where that happened where you have a party of people and someone, hey, I'll help you. Fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. But it's true. This happens all the goddamn time, especially like JRPGs and shit like that. Yes. People just like walk up and are like, hey, I'm part of your party now. And it's like, sure, come on in. Or like, yeah, I, 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 my frame of reference, D- Dragon Age, I feel like I shouldn't throw this in, but like in Dragon Age, either Cole or Adorian just like bursts into your camp to warn you of an attack and then they're suddenly a part of your party. Like, <laughs> And now we're friends. Well, alright, that, that game actually forces you to be like, what the fuck are you doing here later on after the attack? But it's the same point. A lot of games use that as like, help, help! We're being attacked! Now I'm part of your party! Yeah, I mean, like, another example that happened in a JRPG I was playing, Tales of Berseria, where, like, you literally get attacked by the pirates, and the pirate's like, okay, we can help you out, and then suddenly oh, it's part God. of the team. Villains? I fucking hate that trope. That is <laughs> one of the worst tropes. I'm a reformed villain now, and I'm on your side! Fuck you! You killed hey, my best friend! I was friend. Say, yeah, you, you murdered my friend! How are we, how are we cool now? Uh, <laughs> The YouTuber ProZD has a couple of excellent, excellent sketches about that, where it's just like, why, 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 why? why? <laughs> and but, that is our weekly reference to <laughs> Flight of the Concords. <laughs> <of the Conquests. laughs> but I, I guess, like, like you were saying, it takes away the agency. It's not creative. It the the female character a lot of the time, like. When this is first written and first put in, the female character doesn't have their own agency other than being with the male character. Like, ask yourself, would there be a Batwoman without Batman? Does she have her own agency without trying to emulate or be with Batman? Same thing, like, a lot of these comic books where it's like, oh, now we have the female, like, Spider-Girls, this, and Supergirl, all that. Would they truly exist and have that same kind of character trait of saving the world without the male character do they have their own agency it goes right back into what we were talking about millions of times before uh like it's uh, i think the big one for me that i just think about with the superhero because this is jordan's right the superhero thing is the one of the most heinous versions of this where it's spider woman batman blah 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 he she hulk like blah 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 all the exact same things the, you think about how everybody was, like, is now inspired and, like, has seen Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was originally Miss Marvel. Yeah. She was a carbon copy because there was a Mr. Marvel. And then they took her and spun her into her own thing and made her her own being. But, like, why did we have to start with that? Why? Like, ugh. It's the same oh. thing with, like, all the different Spider-Mans. We loved Into the Spider-Verse. 
and also appreciated the fact that Miles had his own unique person and he was his unique story even though he was a spider but at the same time it's like we don't need carbon copies thank you i, I guess so like you say miss marvel again was originally like the female counterpart to mr marvel and then becomes captain marvel and that's like the big thing and now in comics there is another miss marvel but i think there's the sheer difference between how they created this new miss marvel versus how they usually yeah. do it in comics where it's like, oh, this female character wants to be like the male character and like is emulated and taken under link and basically just turned into female version of male character. But the current Miss Marvel in the comics is um, this Muslim girl who like is always sees Captain Marvel save people and like w- is idolizes the fuck out of Captain Marvel and like wants to emulate that. And I think there's a difference between looking up to another female as a hero than just wanting to emulate a man and i think the way they they make miss marvel in the comics especially yeah. how she does have her own own first of all completely different powers from captain marvel because a lot of the times when we do this like spider um woman like miss original miss marvel like batwoman they have the same exact powers just they're women now like she has her own separate set of powers has her own villains that she fights because again you get the female characters usually just fighting the male's villains she has her own villains she has her own world own interactions that she does and that's the sheer difference between doing something like that than just making a miss male character okay i have an odd scenario for you which i might be getting this completely wrong because my knowledge of x-men is based on things i i watched in elementary school um in X-Men, Cyclops's siblings all have were affected by the same incident, right? The mm-hmm. plane crash or whatever, whatever. Um, and they all have the similar power sets, but they're all slightly different, right? Uh-huh. Why, why do we always then assume that like these sisters who usually end up taking over the thing why do they have the exact same power set and not the like like the male version of that where like that they have variations on that like that's that's almost frustrating to me too and i would like to know more about if i knew more about different superheroes who are family members and how their powers change because i feel like that does happen sometimes but at the same time like that is what should happen every single time is that there should be variation in power. No two powers are the same. Genetics, blah, blah, blah. But it, that's it's a, that's deviating, not on the Miss Mail. I'm still very against the Miss Mail. I'm just saying that if you're going to have siblings, you, you should really put some thought into your genetic analysis here, right? Yeah. And now we're, we're getting a little bit more of like that kind of idea, how they have different powers and stuff. like Because originally when Spider-Woman was made it was literally just same stock standard same powers but now we're seeing like um miles morales has a different power set than peter parker he has like his little like venom strike type yeah. stuff and gonna like turn invisible um spider gwen has her own separate powers from the like she's not as strong as a fighter as peter parker but she has well <clears throat> because she's never trained not because she's not as strong as peter parker. i want to throw that out there but there's a different power set there's different move set and i think one thing I, we were talking about this before we started recording like one thing that i think kind of sets some of these characters apart like um spider gwen and silk because they weren't just 
straight up called Spider Woman. They weren't. It wasn't marketed as oh hey now we just have the female character of this male character. Like they gave them their own thing. Spider Gwen is not just Spider Woman. Yeah. Or sorry, now she's called Ghost Spider in the comments, but you know whatever. Um, well, and then Silk wasn't just female Peter Parker. Like they both were their own. Like they first had their own titles and separate their own things. Like. Spider Gwen wasn't didn't um emulate any spider hero character at first. Like her thing was she lives in a completely different universe where Peter Parker never became Spider-Man. So she literally is going through her own story without being based upon this male hero. And Silk is interesting. <laughs> I agree about the Spider-Woman, the thing that it's they're making them their own concepts and I get the fact that you want to, you want to, oh, what is it? What is, you want to cash in, you want to utilize, you you want to utilize the existing audience for a character, but at the same time, there are ways to do it better than just have it be the same character. Like, it's the same with, like, the Ghostbuster movies and stuff like that, where I'm like, you can have mixed opinions on that. But, like, the fact is, is that what we needed wasn't another ghost, a female-led Ghostbuster movie. What we needed was an interesting story yeah. with female legends. So it's, yeah, it's frustrating. It wasn't the issue with female ghostbusters. It was more the issue that, like, they just copy-paste the idea. Like, like, and that's, that's we've all seen, like, how lazy Hollywood can be and how lazy media can be where we are just copy-pasting stories again and just putting a slightly different twist on them and we're not ever truly being creative. And I think... Like, more so than just the heinousness of this thing of, like, oh, male are the default and we are just going to now try to market this for female, uh, for women. Um, I think it's more heinous that it's more than just the heinous part of it. It's the lack of creativity, the lack of trying, the lack of just the thought that doing the bare minimum sells. And you now see where people, like, realize that this is an issue. It's a problem. We need to change it. We don't just need female or minority blink of the existing idea we want new ideas and that's what i've been screaming about for what like 19 episodes now anyways you got this it's it's frustrating it's really it is and a slight variation of that is in video games where you have the exact same person and what do i mean by the exact same person i mean video games where you have the option to be a male or a female choice lead these often end up showing a preference for the male over the female characters to determine how we refer to the characters. And the biggest example of that I have is uh, the Mass Effect series, which how do you refer to the main lead? The main lead is Shep. Yep. That's what it should be. It's yep. not. It's Shep and Fem Shep yep. because apparently you have to differentiate them, distinguish the fact that Fem Shep is the female version of Shep. Why? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I, this happens in a lot of video games and it frustrates me. Yeah, it, it, it's extremely frustrating because we go back to male being the default. And as we said, like nerd culture was a very white man driven thing. It's the fact you can tell everywhere where nerd culture is targeted at white male first. It is white male first. And then we get our deviations of either minority women, whatever. But it is primarily white male so yes of course that in this it would be oh shep and this other thing that's not 
that is the deviation that's not the true form is Fimshep. That's how it's seen sometimes, and it's really frustrating. There are games that, oh God, I hate this. I'm mentioning it so much in this episode, but this is where it truly fits. There are games that do it right. In Dragon Age Inquisition, I'm sorry, you're called the Inquisitor. That's your title. Everybody online calls them Inky often. And or refers to them by their backstory's last name. So if you're a mage, or sorry, if you're a human, you're called Trevelyan, that's your last name. Uh, if you're called an elf, you have a different last name. So they're referred to by their last names to distinguish that instead. And like, there are games like that that do it right. That's how it should be done. Otherwise, who the fuck cares? Why? Like, no. <laughs> I'm coming to Epiphany, it's like, I think that's why I like playing female so much in some games. It's just like, because they clearly want me to be white male, and it's just the ultimate F you in playing anything else. I think more baseline, period, the end, it is white male is the marketed default. Like, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but a lot of, like, the video game characters, if you can choose even if you can choose to be any race, whatever you want, it's usually the white male who's on the cover. Yeah. Do you want to enter the next session? Oh, this is a, this is such a eye rolly. I I this is this is where the anger is starting to seep in because it's such an eye rolly again lack yeah. of creativity thing where it's like if the character is not human, then they are simply defined by a tertiary sexual characteristic like um. Ah! Leah's screaming, so I'll just keep moving. They, so, in case you don't know, tertiary ca- sexual characteristics aren't your genitals. What? Aren't your, Wait. aren't your genitalia. No. So we don't just have are... Pac-Man with the dick and Miss Pac-Man with the, I'm, I'm, i things that make, make you supposedly look like a man or a woman. These things include, I'm gonna try not to sigh after every single one, uh, pink accessories. Hair bows, specifically hair bows, because if it's on the chest, it's a bow tie, and that's for men. <laughs> and we're not talking um, about the gummy bears. Red lipstick or makeup in general. Eyelashes, because apparently oh men don't have eyelashes, oh so God. eyelashes are only for women. High heels, flowers, skirts, or weirdly human hair. I do like when we just have, like, uh, it's a non-human character, and they just have, like, log flowing hair when no one else in the entire universe of the story has log flowing hair like that. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, and this this, this literally drives me bonkers. And part of the reason why we mentioned it previous that it's also called the Miss Pac-Man trope is because Miss Pac-Man has literally got a bow and lipstick. eyelashes and lipstick or whatever. And it's just, this happens everywhere you look at the classic disney characters you got minnie mouse minnie mouse has a skirt and has a bow and apparently that makes her whatever also it's like it's it's in pokemon it's in the animes for pokemon where they make them female and you know pikachu the pikachu's female because she has a heart-shaped tail everyone oh yeah but even early on pokemon they would just give him like a bow or like you said eyelashes it's it's a lot a lot of it realizing a lot of it is eyelashes and like there was one thing i did have like a crisis when i was young because i mean if you see me outside of being on camera like you could i have prominent like long eyelashes and i 
yeah no i i thought like that was a specific like female only trait because of the way it was presented oh, in media and like i had a crisis I like that. oh shoot ah ah but yeah, I, I have. I didn't know that. I have beautiful eyes. If you ever looked at me, anyways. I, long eyelashes are gorgeous on people. Um, yeah, there's like this is done in like Looney Tunes with like Lola Bunny or like most Mario games. Hello, Toad and Toadette. Like or the Yoshi, the female Yoshis, I believe have a bow or are pink. Um, a lot of the times, like you'll have the designation between like the. A lot of times, you'll get a blue and pink theme but sometimes you'll get like the male characters any color and then the female character is specifically pink or like they'll put like in the disney movies like the skunk in the disney movies has a flower in her hair mm-hmm. flower because she's because she's female like why or i think there was the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yep. movie has a yep i just like i don't it's, and it's also, like, it's so frustrating, too, because it's done to animals, and you're like, cool. Some of these animals actually do have sexual defining characteristics. Like, like you'll see this done with birds, and you're like, <laughs> but birds do differentiate by what color they are for sex. Like, why? why? Yeah, like, red and no brown sense. for the cardinals. Come on, guys. I used to bird watch. I know this shit. <laughs> it's so stupid stupid it's so stupid and frustrating and that just makes me so this part particularly makes me so angry because it's teaching girls like not only like what they have to look like but it's also like putting on this gendered thing to the extreme particularly like when it emphasizes like makeup and stuff like that too or like it's just it's so frustrating because so we we've now hit the era where like we're realizing that gender is more fluid than you think and so like it's no longer the ideal of males are blue and rough and tumble females are pink and dainty with long eyelashes lipsticks and bows like n- no longer like if you don't fall into those two things you're not male or female in the eyes of media the way that they present it like this and that that's really problematic and an well, issue. Hmm? And it's also like imagine the impact it has on young boys as well. Yes. Their perception that they're not allowed to take part in any of this, that they're not because these tertiary sexual characteristics are now defined and they're not allowed to use them because they're female. And that's just frustrating to me when also at the same time we're in a generation where we as as well that um we're in the same generation where we at the same time sexualize and and idolize uh male pop stars particularly who are who are viewed as being beautiful Mm. like particularly in k-pop and stuff like that not by the same western standards they're viewed as being beautiful but they also thus are using those tertiary sex characteristics and trying to redefine it so we're giving this complicated message look that's very hard to for young boys to be able to figure out in the fact that like they're not allowed to but at the same time women are allowed to think that these men are beautiful it's like it's it's a it's a complete conundrum to me and it's just frustrating because i like a year or so ago i went and visited my cousins who live in more rural michigan and it was the same seeing them where it was just like oh this is still like having Basically, I don't see a lot of children in my life. 
and I also live in a very liberal area. It's it's it was being like, oh, this is still how it is, eh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, and it's just like it's a confusing time to be a young boy. Yeah, but yeah, and this like we could probably do a deep dive in the history on this type of idea where it's like, oh yeah, like male has to be like I said, blue, female, pink, but like this has been something that has been like perpetuating up for i will say like a hundred years or more <laughs> yeah yeah like spe- well in like the the eight, i will say from the very beginning of the nerd culture and like from female to male toys etc cetera, etc cetera, but like we get this into media where now we're seeing the characters like of a sheer difference of the male and female character is defined by these tertiary sexual characteristics and I don't know. I, there's so many things I can say on this right now, but it will go into like eight different topics. Well, and yeah, we talked about this on the female armor episode too, where just thinking back of it, we're saying not human, but it's also yeah. sometimes relegated to women too. Why do our knights need to differentiate? Why can't they all be like Brienne of Tars and have like just what makes sense for someone to wear? Like, that's, that goes into that, too. We're delving into different realms again, where it's like these characteristics often are then reapplied to women wearing clothing because apparently you have to say that you're still a woman. Yeah. It's it's the idea of, like, especially with female armor, the armor is made to fit the body. But that being said, we don't have to have a sheer difference in the coloring, the style, the whatever of the armor from female to male like i talked about this on the female armor episode where we got this game this mmo game Terra, where all the male characters are wearing like big bulky like suits of armor and the female armor on the same class is like this sexy like lingerie with metal on it is what it is and like yeah we do this a lot for separating female characters from male characters like this is your different design like it couldn't just be we both have bulky armor that fits our body type we have to have it be this completely thing so you know that you're looking at a female character because she's wearing sexy lingerie armor and you know you're looking at a male character because he's wearing bulky like actual practical real armor why can't we go back to the times of samus yeah where no one knew (laughs) Where no one knew. And it's still frustrating to see that people now, like, will put Zero Suit Samus as the, like, def- like whatever is saying Samus. But I'm like, no, Samus is in a suit. Samus wears Samus- a practical spacesuit. And then you also call out the people who are like, Samus the man, and then you, and then you get to yell at them and be like, she's a woman. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, it's just, all of this is to say, the default is male. And we have clearly shown it to you. And this should tell you even more when you think about that. You're like, why? Why? It's, yeah, no. Like, continuing with the thought on tokenism, default's male. Like, I don't know how we can be any more clear about it. Default is male. And it's not okay. It's not. We're not okay with this. And you shouldn't be okay with this. And I know there, there was a podcast I listened to where, like, the guy who was complaining about it was a white male male podcast host where the, they um, had delayed an Assassin's Creed game because they wanted to put in more 
um female models for the character so people can play as like the different female characters on multiplayer and he's like well why does this matter why is this a thing and it's like um you, it's like it's like why did they delay it they could have put it in layers like it matters because you are the one who has been catered to from the start the default is white male you have been catered to you've never had a game that you picked up and there wasn't a strong white male character in it but we have gone through years and years of this shit where it's the defaults white male and then the deviation the lesser thans whatever it may be or anything else so that's why it matters because you're catered to why can't we be catered to anywho we can talk about marketing now (laughs) sorry i yeah you you, you got angry jordan i totally agree (laughs) i'm also i also feel the exact same thing it's i just am it causes me a great deal of frustration this is this is what makes me truly angry i don't get angry a lot because most of the times i have a cynical view in the world and all right that's a lie i probably most of my friends would say that's a lie i do get angry a lot but in general in comparison maybe to jordan i don't get as angry (laughs) in comparison to jordan i am not always on fire i I save my anger for certain things, and this is one of those things, because often I don't like to burn myself out. And, yeah, I this pisses me off a lot. So much. So much. But, yeah, let's talk about marketing. Yeah. So I saved this for the end, and you're probably like, why didn't we throw out some of those examples during the episode? Well, that's because I saved them for the last, because both of these tropes are heavily impacted by marketing and that's the idea that basically female characters are almost always left off marketing for any sort of any sort of thing um and so we have examples for both and do you want to do the smurfette one because then i can do the yeah the smurfette one is one i completely forgot to mention up top i had planned on but like we go with the um avengers and the avengers team that we now know in the movies is Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and I'm not forgetting someone. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, I, no one cares about Hawkeye, but I was forgetting Black. <laughs> I was forgetting Black Widow. That thing was supposed to be about oh, Black yeah. Widow because no one cares about Hawkeye. Sorry, <laughs> I ruined. I ruined. That. No, no, you did fine because I I legitimately <laughs> forget. I actually the joke was that I was forgetting about Black Widow. The actuality, I did just straight up forget about Hawkeye because screw him. Yeah. Um, yeah. but. Black Widow is Black the Widow. Smurfette of Avengers, and also, first of all, all the Avengers have gotten like movies, except for Hawkeye, because no one cares about Hawkeye. But Black Widow didn't even get like really anything until just recently. What is this like? And it's been almost delayed. T- 10, 12 years after the whole Marvel franchise Our- was created, and we're on oh, like phase franchise. three. Yeah, and also Black Widow merch was very, especially when Avengers came out, Black. Widow merch was extremely limited. Extremely. There was no, it was actually just like non existent. 
It was not insistent. Uh, I'm 100% on this because I remember the chaos that happened on the internet and there was an uproar because um, uh, it basically went viral that uh, oh, a girl yeah. had wanted Black Black Widow merch and couldn't find it anywhere. And they went searching and literally couldn't find it. And then people ended up taking it to the execs. And I think that was one of the many times when the execs said people didn't want women in, in movies, whatever, leads in movies. Wait, wait what just... are the 10, 10 different times that Marvel like seems really nice and it's like oh no 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 we don't want to have yeah and actually it's not even it's, marvel it's it, a corporate part of marvel not really it the was part. it was excessive it was excessive the lack of black widow merch compared to every other type of merch and it still exists to this day this is still an ongoing issue is the fact that there's very little black widow merch there's very little any female character merch it's just next to none next to none just uh, it's it's absolutely the thing, the reason I said very limited is actually because I was remembering after that uproar happened. So even after the uproar happened, they started making Black Widow merch. It was still limited, and even yeah. now it's still like it's getting there, but it's still there's still limited merch. And like I know the merch campaigns for Captain Marvel were also a little bit less than how they were for some of the other Marvel movies. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. <sighs> Well, and the same thing I think almost happened, they thought was going to happen with Wonder Woman. I want to say that they were, wasn't there, okay, get me wrong, like, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but wasn't there a thing before Wonder Woman where people were pissed off that DC or whoever was making Wonder Woman wasn't advertising it well enough? Yeah, yeah, there was a... a That was a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and so like people basically were saying they were committing to go and see it anyways, mm-hmm. because it was the first like female directed, female led movie. And so we all went and saw it. And yeah, so that was a thing too. It's just, it's everywhere. It's, it's ev- everywhere. All the time. So, all the time. Not even for, not even for like movies where it's only one female character. Like it's everywhere for most of them as well. And like talking as well, let's go for our Miss Male character example, which is that Almost every game with the option for both male and female leads shows the preference for the male character. As we already said, how does this happen? How does this happen? Promotional material. Mm -hmm. Mass Effect was a big problem with this. You don't see Mass Shempep on any of them. And I'm going to give you, unless you want to pop in first, I'll talk about Cyberpunk. No, no, no. You can pop. The only thing I was going to say is like a lot of times because it's marketed like this aimed at men you don't even there are games that you don't even know there's a female option for yeah i will say call of duty black ops 3 by the way female option for that game who would have ever thunk because they didn't advertise it yeah ever absolutely not yeah and it's so frustrating cyberpunk so i've been playing cyberpunk i've been playing in a fuck ton i know it's a glitchy mess it is a glitchy mess Believe me, when I reset a save and then the body started walking towards a couch that I had killed and sat down and he was actually still dead, that's a glitch, all right. Now, talking about cyberpunk marketing, it's better than the Mass Effect marketing because there are two variations. But, but, you know what I see when I log into the launcher every single time? Every single time? Do I see both the female and the male one? No. I only see the male one. And that's funny because their launcher is animated. They have an animation in their launcher. Like it's got a slight variation to it. So you think that they could have rotated out which version of V, who's the main character in Cyberpunk, you see. 
because I know they have this. No, you only ever see the male one. And then I started looking around after that to see, because we I knew we were doing this episode, about which one's more common. Hey, guess what? It's the male one. The male one is way more common. Jordan, do you know what the hair on the female version of V looks like? Can you tell me right now what the female version hair V looks like? I really hope you were looking at my face when that just happened. I was. His, he had a started look, everyone. Uh, <laughs> He's like, so eyes wide, and you, it's like, oh, no. Can you tell me what the man looks like? How about that? Let's oh, yeah. Sh- tell me what the man Short brown sandy hair. He has, like, the um kind of pattern on his face. He's wearing, like, the. I hope the female also gets this jacket, but he's wearing that jacket. He's holding, I know the cover. He's holding the gun up and kind of looking to the side. I can tell you. Great. Cool. That's actually spot on. Yeah, he basically has a buzz cut, yeah. sandy brown hair. Yeah, oh, I mean, he has a little bit of a on, shadow al- of um, beard. Yeah. He also, you didn't see this, people, but he did the motion exactly where the cyberware is on the face, too. Uh, so he got it spot on. So the cyberpunk female has pink and blue hair. Oh. You would remember her. Yeah. She has very distinctive hair. Jordan couldn't describe this. Uh, we did not rehearse this beforehand, people. Yeah, that was. I just sprung this on him. <laughs> That's what the startled, like, eyes wide, because I was completely side, like, <laughs> side, like, I was like, what? No, this was me because I was thinking about this beforehand, and because I've been playing cyberpunk, is the fact that I bet you Jordan didn't remember what her hair looks like. It is extremely distinctive. She, you would be able to remember it because it's bright pink and blue. Um,. Yeah, so clearly a game, a company that does think about these things, and a lot of companies have thought about these things, and that is clearly the reason why they thought about these things was because Mass Effect got such a blowback and many other games have gotten such a blowback for having this disproportionate advertising, but they haven't even done that right. Like, I'm like, all I want, all I want is for you to switch off which fucking piece of art you have in your launcher. Yeah. Please. Every time I open it. So that I'm not looking at the same guy every single time. But no, they don't do that, which just shows that it's, yeah, it's obviously weighted. And this is one of the most, this is like, this game came out, sorry, if anybody didn't know this, this game came out in December. It's probably the peak of this, this, like, this is the most improved and it's, we're still seeing this. And it's the same with like all, all art for women as we basically described for promotional art and marketing yeah, it's women get sidelined all the time i think i've mentioned before it it is the thing where the male char- character is the one that's pushed forward because they like you're saying they market it for men this game is for white males that's that that's what they marketed it for that's how it was marketed. Well, and and movies too, yeah. which is funny because the game because just saying, don't let them lie to you. Video games, gender wise, are split almost the exact same, yeah. or even more so that le- le- leaning towards women playing. So shut the fuck up, marketing. We hate you. Um, but this happens in movies particularly too. Oh my god, because I thought of Wonder Woman, it reminds me of how pissed I was from the Wonder Woman trailer because all you see in the first Wonder Woman trailer is what's his name? Steve Trevor. Chris Pine. Yeah. yeah, you see Chris Pine all over the fucking place and he's like predominantly in the first trailer and I was like, why the fuck am I seeing this man? All I want to see is Wonder Woman. <laughs> why am I seeing... This like, This movie isn't Steve Trevor. This movie is Wonder Woman. So why am I not seeing more Wonder Woman action? And yeah. I know the argument... 
I remember for that was like, oh, well, they don't want to show you all of the Wonder Woman action scenes. It's like, okay, then show her walking around more. I don't care. This movie is about Wonder Woman. Show yeah. me Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, you know, their reasoning behind that was that they wanted to make sure men. Yeah, they wanted, yeah, they like, wanted men to see a man and be like, okay, I can still see this movie. It's not a, it's not a chick flip, guys. I can go see the woman movie because there's a man in it. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That, that's the, the thought. That is happened. the thought. It's crazy. That is the thought. It is. And the same thing happened with Star Wars when the new Star Wars came out. They like, I can't remember, I think somebody did an analysis on the size ratios of different characters to each other. And Ray was like, and Finn were like, teeny, weeny, weeny, weeny on the posters compared to other ones, like in proportion to the regular, to the original trailers, original mapping of the things. I can't remember how exactly that went. I'm pulling this out of my ass right now. But that was the example is that they just like minimize minority characters slightly more and make them less big and it's just this happens all the time all the time why why does it happen or if you see a female character if a trailer if a poster particularly for movies is of a female character it's often sexualized just saying that's usually what it will be instead and it's so <laughs> like, like the avengers poster that gets uh, called out so many times where everybody's like standing in cool poses and like black widow is like mostly butt towards the um viewer well and there was that whole thing where everybody lost their minds in overwatch which i still get frustrated by because there's so many people who who like particularly male gamers who i've heard this being by which they're like oh i don't care like who the who cares about the whole like tracer and her very she had a basically a pinup pose mm-hmm. and i'm like because you're a man so you don't have to care this was supposed to be a game that's diverse and is in many ways diverse and different than other games and you just did what every other game does that's why we're pissed of course you're not pissed because you're a man yeah, it's, it's like i was saying before but yeah you never had to see yourself in that type of pose you always are targeted as like being strong and actually and whatever but the female character who's supposed to be like whatever strong all of that shit i don't need to go through it all but is now in a pinup pose when that's not what the character is about at all like also the fact is rule 34 says that the internet will make dirty pictures of her anyways yes leave it up to deviant art guys leave it up to deviant art come on I, you, also, if you don't know what Rule 34 is, basically that everybody can be sexualized. Yeah. It, I'm tell, not telling you. I'm yeah, telling I, I know. I mean, you did kind people. of already lead in with that, but it's the rule of um, if it exists, there's a porn of it. That yeah, is the and rule. that's the thing is that's, they're already. Ugh. It was already going to happen. Right, so a, why did we have to expedite the um, thing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why do we need to sexualize them anyways? Anyways, so yeah, that's this is my frustration. And it just like, going back to the whole like, this disproportion, what it does is it does what we've been discussing for a long time. It reinforces the fact that people, if you don't see, if you don't see yourself in things, then you don't think they exist, that they're allowed. It's the same quality of there aren't any minority characters if you don't see black characters and who are superheroes then you don't get to be a superhero yeah you're not allowed yeah and it's the same thing when you do this with marketing this is what marketing does it tells us that we're not allowed to be these things that we can't see them everywhere that this isn't a game for you that yeah and they do it on purpose and that's the frustrating thing to me because Many people don't realize that they do this on purpose. It it is 
So, yeah, go on, go on. Going back to Anita... Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian. Anita Sarkeesian, again. She did a wonderful series on Legos that she researched, where she basically showed... Legos tends to say that they make their Lego sets. They're like, well, boys just buy our Lego sets. That's what they said, because there was a trend where it shifted who was using their Lego sets, went from being gender neutral to being boy dominant. And actually, she went back and showed that their shift in marketing happened before the change in gender purchasing. They were originally advertising for gender neutral to both boys and girls, and then they switched to being only showing boys and ads, and then that's what caused the change. They do this on purpose. It, it is very purposeful. It is because, I mean, I was going to say this about the Star Wars thing because I don't know how to word this necessarily, but it, it's purposeful because they think that if they do not cater to the white man, the default, then they are going to lose, lose money. They're going to lose yeah. money. Like there's the multiple times that we talked about where either Dis- like the Disney corporate or Marvel corporate or whoever, like they didn't think Black Panther was going to sell because Black movies with black people don't sell they they didn't think movies led by females are gonna sell they believe their own shit when it's like oh the white male's default so less cater to the white male and neuroculture has kind of shown that they're right because we get a lot of pushback like when it was announced that ray was going to be the main character the jedi whatever in star wars there was a lot of troll pushback of oh my god a female character i'm not gonna go see this movie man there was a lot of that and they see that first and foremost and they look at the white because white is the default they look at how the white male reacts and then they're like oh crap we can't sell this rather than looking at the true response to it of oh my god there's a female jedi oh my god Finn is black and he's a main character and is actually going to be a huge part of this. Like, they saw that, man, look at these other races, rather than seeing the um, reaction of the people who were so excited to finally see something that wasn't white male. And so, they, they, they it's the default. It trickles down always. It's the default. And we need to break that. We need to destroy that. Look, you've convinced women and other minorities to buy the video games that aren't targeted towards them their entire life. Why can't you convince a white man to buy games not targeted towards them? It fucking exactly. Like, why are we the relegated one? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's equal gender gap, people, for who plays video yeah. games. It, yeah. Like, you... You said it the best way possible. <laughs> if you've convinced yeah. us to buy games where we're not represented, why can't you convince the white male to do that? Simple. It's fucking simple as that. Okay. <sighs> ah. All right. That's a good place yes. to end. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> we're back. We're <sighs> back. We're back, people. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Like Leah says, I am always on fire and always angry. And this just always angry. <laughs> but... Leah, what have you been doing this past, well, I'll say month, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So, I have a, lot of, I have a lot of things, but there's a couple of ones that I want to talk about this week. I um, played the entirety of Link's Awakening over my Christmas break. Wonderful game. Highly recommend. Totally worth it if you like Zelda. It's uh, definitely, like, not as long as... Um, it's like Twilight Princess or Breath of the Wild, but it's still really, really good. Got a bopping soundtrack. 
love it love it very cute style if you it's just classic zelda and that's probably the reason why i was able to power through it in an ungodly short amount of time um yeah it was just really nice and it, it felt good to dive back into a game again it's just yeah. a classic like good game it's it looks so yeah. cute it looks so freaking cute it's so cute it's so cute so it's really well done too like yeah yeah very good uh, the other ones I wanted to talk about, oddly, which this is, seems like an odd choice for this one because there's a lot wrong with it, but it yeah. makes sense, is The Boys. The Boys. I want to talk about The Boys. <laughs> so, I finally finished season two of The Boys, and because uh, I was trying to go through, because I have a chronic thing where I don't finish things, mm-hmm. um, and I watched season two of The Boys, and the reason I'm talking about The Boys, if you haven't seen it, it's ultra-violent ultra-violent, like, anti-hero TV shows. Um, But there's one part of the boys that I really liked, which is um, the relationship between Frenchie and Kimiko. Um, So they're two characters... Oh, how do I describe... I don't know how much I should describe to people, but basically Kimiko is... uh, was made into a super against her will and was meant to be a terrorist and then the the boys including Frenchie like freed her and then she became part of their crew and she doesn't speak she's mute and um yeah she's part of the crew now and there's a lot of stuff going on with that but it's been clear since the start of that that Frenchie had an instant connection with mm-hmm. her and that it was intended to be, and I don't know if this is from the comics, I don't really care if it is, I'm just basing it on the show, uh, that Frenchie was romantically attracted to her. And that they had this, like, instant connection where he was the only one who, like, could talk to her and, like, interact with her. Because at the beginning she was almost basically feral. Um, and so that was, they didn't actually become romantic in season one though so i thought in season two that would end up happening that they would be together and that they would that that it was like it because of how strong their connection was that was kind of what was implicated would probably happen guess what didn't happen in season two how exciting was that for me that's a good thing for me because those two there's a lot of problems with their relationship Um, well not good that there's a problem but good that they yeah. Uh, yeah, that they're, like, becoming better friends. They spent the entire season, like, working through their own shit and becoming better people and becoming better, like, getting to know each other, which was pretty cool because it could have been a case of those classics, like, he saved her type thing and then they romantically become involved because that's the trope it was looking like and it didn't. And they haven't gotten together at the end of season two. And I, that just made me really happy because... You don't see a lot, like, it was clearly, to me, it was a clear case of that trope where it's, like, people stuck together, Mm -hmm. people rescue her, whatever. It was falling into that trope, and nope, they still haven't, and I'm I'm glad they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Well, okay, well, that's the end of the show. I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I won't do that to you, Leah. I won't do that to you. Okay. So, yeah. what I've been... Th- I mean, honestly, this isn't even that bad. Like, I actually enjoyed what happened. But, um... 
<laughs> okay, so what I've been doing, I mean, I've been doing other stuff, but the mo most important one, the one that I know Leah wants to talk about, especially on the show since not everybody was able to see this, um, was I, I got to where we have been talking about on Dragon Age Inquisition. So the whole thing... You know, you, if you've been listening to the show the whole time, you guys know what's been going on, but, um, Dragon Age Inquisition came up a bunch early on in side characters history where Leah, like, just fell in love with the game and, like, was telling me on, like, almost every episode how great it was and how, like, well the characters are. Yeah. And especially the relationship between the character of the Iron Bull and, um, your Inquisitor because it is a relationship, a sexual relationship that shows consent. And you don't get that often in video games, but he literally asks you, what is it, two or three times before anything happens. Three times. He presents like, hey, is this what you want? You say yes. Is it, are you sure? Yes. Are you, are you really sure? Pretty much. Yes. And then the sexual relationship happens. So that was like the thing that Leah like was talking about and how great it was. And, you know, I agreed, but as a, um, suppressed or whatever Midwesterner, I find these things very awkward. And so Leah made a bet with me to play the game, specifically to romance the Iron Bull, just mostly because she wanted to see how awkward I got. I, I eh, It was there. Yeah. I find it yeah, hilarious. I, I know you do. I know you do. But so, but, so, and I lost the bet. I mean, I did let you win, mind you. Yes, we know. But this. I did. We know. I this. did. You don't have to remind me every time. I acknowledge oh, no, I do. 50, I do times. have to remind you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I lost the bet, and so I played Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age Inquisition is not my type of game. There are a lot of dialogue options. There is so, so many mechanics, and it's it's not, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to play that game, but Leah is, like, sherping me through it and, like, kind of guiding and helping me, especially on conversations, because I don't pay that much attention when there's a lot of words being said at me. All right. What? I have to interject, though. It's complicated for Jordan. For me, who doesn't play a lot of super complicated games, this game was easier for me than other games. Because it's easy to pause. It's easy to do things. So just saying, if you're interested in playing, it depends on what type of game style you like. I loved it. I will say that it is very, 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 very based off of my game styles, why I... I'm not like too into it because I do not, like I said, I do not like lots of dialogue options. I do not like, I think there is a lot of mechanics happening and there's a lot of stuff to remember every single time we play, but I like the game and I, I, I will say we've got to the point. So we did the iron bull stuff. I will say, yes, it may be uncomfortable and the uncomfortable is just like repressed midwestern sex stuff is happening on screen it makes me uncomfortable there's it's has nothing to do with anything else other than that it's also not explicit it's, yeah it's not explicit it literally is not explicit it's just like the lead up that it cuts to black then it shows the afterwards but i mean the sec the second um bull scene where like he's just lying in bed and everybody walks in is the funniest thing in the whole freaking game it's so funny. I, I can't move my legs <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, it it's yeah I'll say that the week that we did the first part of the relationship and like we also fought a dragon, that's when like I truly like actually started liking the game because like the dragon fight, that stuff was that's my style of gameplay. That's what I like to do is to see like a big boss and figure out how to take it on. Might get freaking slaughtered. It might be frustrating, but 
it's it's fun to me. I, I have a lot of fun doing that side of it. But yeah, we we got the Dragon Age, and I'll say that I mean yeah, we're gonna finish the game. It's gonna take a while, but we got to where we wanted, so we're gonna start doing peppering in a couple of other streams in the meantime. But for the most part, yeah, I I will say if Dud Dragon Age, that's what I've been doing, and it's it's fine. It's good. It, no no. You also saw Dorian too, which I you really appreciate. Oh yeah, yeah. Dorian's I no, I, I love Dorian. I love his like his character quest. Actually, I I think I like most of the characters. I really don't care like just because there hasn't been too much interaction. Really don't care for um Varric that much. Um, I would like to actually get to know Blackwall a little bit better, but and then Solus just because I've been spoiled on it. There's things with that, but I don't know. I I like the game. And I've had fun losing this bet and playing this game with you. Yeah. Yay. Dragon Age. <sighs> there, are you happy? You finally you finally got yes. me on Dragon Age. <laughs> you finally got I finally got you. It was good. It's good. Okay. It's good. I recommend it to people who like the, who like story driven games with good characters. I, I like story driven games, but I also like linear. <laughs> like yeah, last of yeah oh, okay. i've been i don't know i think i've been okay we can talk about this afterwards but i think i've been a little bit burnt out on video games i tried to boot up last of us played and then just couldn't even get past the opening scene because i was like i don't i'm not feeling this anyways that was us thank you guys for listening i've had yes. a lot of fun doing yes. this episode and getting angry as always so um yeah if unless you have anything else to say leo you good okay no, well good. we will we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.